Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Connection Podcast Network fans, welcome to episode four of Ryan and JT's Excellent Wrestling Adventure. Still in season one here. We are simulcast in video and audio. We're on video on our YouTube channel, North South Connection, audio on all podcast applications by searching North South Connection as well. And this is a program, Ryan, where you and I live watch some wrestling with our buddies. Just got to talk about it, try and stick to things that are under an hour. And for season one, we're doing wrestling pilots and premieres. So we're doing another one here tonight. We're going to be talking about, but uh, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Justin. Here on a what, Wednesday night, 10 o'clock at night. What else am I going to do? Nothing. 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 Besides watch all wrestling with us. Uh, joining us tonight, if you're watching, you see him on screen. If you're listening, though, our guest is our good buddy, one of the co-hosts of New Gen on the Mission, which drops every year to Tuesday, an audio format on the North-South Connection. And you see him sometimes on Cronoso as well. That is our good buddy, Mr. Tim Slomka. Tim, how are you? I'm great. You guys? Good to have you, buddy. Good to Thanks. see you. Excited. Yep. Excited to do this. All right. This is New Gen. New Gen it proper. is, right? We had you pegged for this one from the start. Like, right, right out of the wheelhouse. Right. Ryan, what are we watching tonight? We are watching the debut episode of 1994 Action Zone. The first match is Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. And Owen Hart's last title defense or last chance at the WWF championship. So that's what we got as my strings are in my shirt and I look like a fool. <laughs> Flop, why don't you let me know? All right. This yeah. is on YouTube. So if anyone wants to watch along with us, you can. Or sometimes if you just look to the sky, you may see what you're looking for. And we're going to go ahead and count down and hit play in three, two, one, go. Do you guys, uh, is this something you would have watched live? Ooh, perhaps. I was eight, nine. Yeah, I was probably like nine, so maybe I'm in the mix. I remember, I do recall Action Zone as a kid. So I don't know if I watched the debut episode, but I do remember Bret Hart versus Owen Hart as a kid. And uh, I believe this is Sunday. This is Sunday afternoon, correct? Yeah, it replaced All American, which had run for a while. Um, obviously, had a very long run. All America did, and this um, this replaced it. So All American ran from September of '83. Until the week Jeez. before this, and then replaced by Action Zone. Um, as we see on screen is our buddy Charlie Min, who had just <laughs> debuted. Um, and he debuted as, in this role, basically, as a host. He doesn't announce or anything. Um, he just hosts the show. And yeah, and, and it, it sticks with, the I think, the idea of what All-American was, which was like having that feature match every week. And then the rest is kind of a recap of 
the world of WWF. But they obviously thought a lot about this, right? Because they got Vince McMahon in the booth for this yeah. premiere here with Todd Pengill, which is Todd rarely did commentary too. Is this might be Sofkuk and uh, Caparius? This is it, I think. This is yeah. it for commentary. Yeah, uh, I I know I was pumped about this like debuting because they made it seem like they're going to refresh versus kind of all American against stale and had it had the fresh matches, and this was supposed to be what, like you said, one highlight match and then kind of highlights of the rest of the programs, the rest of the, the show. So it almost feels they, like a, um, like it was like an homage, like a sports center is what they were trying to do. Like, I think when we, when we see it, eventually they'll kind of be like in a studio giving live re- recaps of what's going on and try and make yeah. it feel like a recap type show like that. Yeah. And obviously went with a huge match, like a month after SummerSlam between Brett and Owen. So I remember this debut mm-hmm. uh, and being pumped for the show. And I think the first couple episodes are pretty, pretty high key matches. And then I think it yeah. dwindles down after that. Yeah. This is a double taping in where is it in New York? Upstate New York. Is it? Uh, what's Kipsy that? Probably. It's always, no, not the not, it's always Kipsy in 93 and 94. Yeah. Um, Harrods. I don't know. So, but anyways, the, the week after this, they taped the same day. But Kipsy's not too upstate. I think it's like mid state. Okay. It's like, you know, above Manhattan and white plains, et cetera. But like, it's not like what, this is white plains. This is white plains. Okay. So I look, this is okay. This is White Plains, and then right after this, the next step they taped this next episode, which is HBK and Diesel right, that's versus Razor yeah. and Kid for the tag belts. So yeah. they did, like you said, they put a lot of a lot of thought into this. Well, you could tell too. I think they're trying to make it feel more live. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like Todd even said here this afternoon, you know, like, like trying to really because All American had a very can feel, right? Because they were like in a studio uh, yeah. or in like the control room where they or were the, like me or the fake in the control room or the fake traveling when they were yeah. going to going yes. to Paris. Yeah. You know, and it's clearly right. green screen Paris Eiffel tower. So, so I think they were trying to give this, I think with the success of raw being more live, um, I think they were trying to get away from that can feeling and try and give it a real live feel. Well, at the same um, time, I don't know when it started, but like live wire would have been around this time too. somewhere. Along that's a couple line. years later. Yeah. The, but actually that might replace this actually. Yeah. But they definitely made a lot more, though. Even Mania sometimes. Like, I noticed the Mania before the Rumble, that was, like, live from Providence Civic Center. Like, so they definitely had right. trying to move those shows less of canned feeling. Uh, Livewire actually, Livewire replaced um, uh, Mania. That's the okay. exact show replaced. Action Zone, I think they just cancel it. And when they move Superstars to Sunday on USA, um, everything that's kind of part of the shakeup in late 96 is when they do that. The show eventually, I think, ends up being hosted by, I want to say Todd and like DiBiase at some point. <laughs> this show? Um, Action Zone, yeah. Because they, like, I remember one of the last ones, they're in a, um, they're in like a studio and the studio is getting taken down and taken apart on one oh, of the last man, ones okay. as they're going. Maybe that'll be a new season for us, Ryan. Maybe we'll do like the last final one. episodes of shows. We'll, Some we'll, good we'll, ones we'll... out there. When the adventure ends, that's what we'll, that'll be our final season. We'll do the, the, the close. Um, so this was a big match. I mean, Brett Owen had fought at Mania, had fought at SummerSlam, but that's it, really. I mean, they would do some tag stuff around the fall, like on the house show circuit. Um, and I think on Raw, too, they did a lot of Owen and, and Nightheart versus Bulldog and Brett. Yeah, that was like the big match around the loop. Well, the commentary just said Owen, uh, Jim Anvil Nightheart is, is not with Owen as he usually yeah. is. So I think, too, they were trying to transition Brett to Anvil off of Owen. Because if you watch that, and it's exciting to me because you're going to be getting to all this in detail. And I remember when Scott and I did the written reviews of the, these Raws, they, you'll really see, and I'm curious when you and, and JP get into it, like it really seems like Owen 
wasn't intended to have the sustained push out of this, that it was going to be an, a, a tool to get Anvil over because they really play it up on TV coming out of King of the Ring that Anvil is the voice in Owen's ear. And that's yep. why Owen, tur- he was poisoned by Anvil. That's why he turned on Brett and went and went heel is that Anvil was in his ear. Um, and that, that holds for a little bit. And I think they finally realized like, okay, it's Anvil. Like, <laughs> you know, I go so far with him, but 20, 20 pounds overweight from what we thought he was coming at. You know. Yeah, so I think they were trying to get to Brett Anvil, and that is a house show match they do a bunch in the fall, especially once Bulldog returns. Like, right, Brett and Anvil does the loop in in October, November, um, and I think they stumbled into Backland. So I don't know if like Brett Anvil was going to be the plan for Survivor Series originally, you know, before like they they got the Backland thing dropped in their laps in July. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Or like a, I, I felt like a tag. I wonder if they do it, Brett. Brennan Bulldog versus Owen. Yeah, and, they definitely and, do. Yeah, I mean, that I, that feels like it's a tag that was kind of set up that way. Yeah. But I agree. I think they were going to go with Anvil as well because they brought that up a bunch about his former tag team partner, like constantly, right? Over yes. like the 94s, like, oh, it's tag team partners, you know, fighting each other. So they were definitely going that way. That's another idea, Ryan. We can do hour-long shows that had a big heel or face turn. So we could do that backland, Brett. Superstars. Superstar, God, you're yeah. getting to that soon, Tim. Yeah, there's so much good stuff in 94 that you and Pratt are going to hit. Yeah. Um, just to give the concept. So you guys, every other Tuesday, like I said, it's audio. But you're covering the the new-gen era from Survivor Series 92 to Survivor Series 97. But you don't just do pay-per-view. And you don't just do Raw. You guys are doing Superstars. Which so you're getting cool. all those little storyline bits along with it so it's really cool it's like a super deep dive into that era yeah so i mean you know, so so much happens because raw was only you know it's not three hours like now right <laughs> right so it's an hour long raw and a lot of them are taped you, we're starting to get that tape cycle that you do so much on uh wrestling war zone but there's a lot still happening on superstars definitely almost all the b feuds happen but i think there's some big a feuds that happen like you mentioned backland churning as yep. a superstars and one. i think it's that way for a while like i was yeah. gonna say would you call superstars like 1a yeah. One. I, th- I think they're nearing the end of 1A um, for sure in 94. I think by the end of 94, it's it's lagging a bit. Like 95, I think it's B. Yeah. But they still do stuff. Like like ch- when Chad and I are doing Warzone, like you referenced, Tim, in 96, there's still shit they show from Superstars that happened. And then especially once they go to Sunday Morning Superstars, um, and that show becomes like refreshed in the fall of 96, they right. start doing other stuff as well on there. Like, Austin attacking Pillman and like all that stuff. Yeah, it was on Superstars. A tag tournament before WrestleMania 12 was all on Superstars. Yeah. So. Ton of King of the King Ring. is always on Superstars. Yep. King yep. of the, yep. That's King of the Ring. You get a wrestling challenge every once in a while, King of the Ring qualifying match, but both of them are Superstars. Yeah. You just got a Bulldog out there. Yeah. Uh, Bulldog uh, looks like he hit the gym right before this. <laughs> He's, uh, <laughs> Look at his hair. His hair down looks definitely looks wet. Like he just got out of the shower, but Anvil's out there too as well. Yeah, '94 Bulldog is like a we- really weird look. It, some would say yeah. it's bizarre. <laughs> Very bizarre. <laughs> this um, so it's not really their last match, but it's, it was it was framed as Owen's last chance at the title. Yes. But then they have the no holds barred match on Raw in early '95, which is really good. Yeah, we've talked ad nauseum about that. I'm not gonna do it again, but the idea that Brett and Owen could have really had that match at Mania '11 Ugh. instead of Brett and Backlund um, to save everyone. Better. Yeah. Get his win back, even though he beat him a hundred times after WrestleMania. <laughs> One of the worst. I, don't care, though. I do, I really do prefer mid '80s Bulldog opposed to mid '90s Bulldog. I really do. I don't know why. 
as a as a solo guy though, you don't think he as a, just his as weights? a tag worker. I think that's yeah. just where he's the best as. He's best at a tag. Look at him with Owen, you know, in the mid nineties. Just I just think he doesn't really. There's something missing with the Bulldog to get to the top, tip top tier. Are Brett and Owen feuding much in 96 throughout? Do you notice that? There's a they kind of downplay it's, that a lot. It kind of becomes that old, it's like a rich man's Tito Martel, Sean Marty, where like they're not feuding, but they cross paths and they go, they battle here and there. Um, but we're kind of hitting the end of it because Brett is gone for so much in 96. So they kind of dabble a little bit like in early 96, but not much. Brett's yeah. gone. Owen plays a role with, Austin and Pillman trying to goad Brett back. And then right now we're in the middle of the whole thing with Austin kind of feuding with Bulldog and Owen's right. kind of stuck in the middle, but we're close to the heart foundation. So I don't, yeah, I don't think there's much more to Brett Owen at that point. Yeah. But it's good. I just think of it. Cause like even 95, like think of WrestleMania, like he makes it a point of still Brett. So it's like, they drag this feud out for right. so, so long, but it's, I think by mid 95, it becomes very little like here and there. Bring it yeah, up. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's no just if they cross paths, they battle. Right. They're not friends. Like Owen gets involved at Rumble '95, right during yeah. Brett and Diesel. Um, you know, if I guess if you heard any pod from me in the last year or so, you probably know my I caught my idea. But it is that at WrestleMania 11, they should have had Owen try and match Brett at 10. He fights yeah. Brett, and then has a tag title match to try and win a belt to do with Brett. And he wants to do the two things Brett didn't do is is win both matches at WrestleMania 10. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you have Brett win. Brett beats him in the opener. Have the no holds barred match from Raw or Super, whatever. I think it was Raw. Um, have Brett win that, and then Owen wins the tag title still later in the night, so he at least gets the belt. So he ends up matching what Brett did the year before. Yeah. Much better than Brett Backlund, which is not hard. I think the expectations are so high after Survivor Series for that. Um, and it's just like, I think Brett was a little checked out yep. because he was so deep pushed going into that mania. Um, and I think it just didn't have the same juice with the, I quit and the title on the line and Piper. Oh yeah. God, what is that? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Backlund gets deep pushed after that too. Like that's the other Backlund really. Yeah. I mean, he, he pretty much ends even a little bit before that. Like yeah. he's, he's still kind of a thing at the rumble. Um, I still think Diesel should have beaten Backlund for the belt at the Rumble, I think. I yeah, think they should yeah. have let him hold it that long. I get what they were trying to do, like repeat H Hogan Sheik and have Diesel squash him at MSG to kick off his big run. And I yeah. think they also thought Diesel may not be hotter than he was at Survivor Series, so why not pull the trigger? So I don't want to kill him too much because that's what we always complain about, right? Right. Like they, they saw that he was red hot and they said, screw it, let's go with it. Yeah. And I think Diesel's still pretty great until Mania 11. Like he doesn't start doing the shticky yuck-yuck babyface stuff until after that. It's he's still kind of like badass diesel yep. in December and January. Anvil getting involved here. Come the uh my bulldog distracts Owen, so Brett really is excellent. <laughs> you know <laughs> he he is a little boring at times, but you can't really knock him in right. He's incredible. one thing I've learned with Brett is like grading matches or rating matches or whatever with him. You can't commit in your head to what it's going to be until you watch the story unfold. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like a lot of guys you know early in the match, oh, this is going to be a banger or this is going to build. Like with him, you have to be patient and know he's like telling a story that's going to eventually pay off somehow, right? Like now will it 
get to that point every time? No, but you have to at least like give them the understanding of effort that, okay, you know, like you can't sit here right now. Like we're how many minutes into this? Probably, you know, 10 minutes into the match, eight minutes, whatever it is. And they haven't done much, right? It's been on the mat, leg work, a lot of sell, a lot of, a lot of hard bumps. So you could sit here and say, Oh, like this has kind of been boring, but not really. Like they're kind of, really setting the stage for when it's going to ramp up. And that's it's what all a lot of these matches are. It's all, you know, impactful transition moves. You know, he goes up a two and three quarters to salvage the, salvage the moment the best he can. Milks the shit out of everything. You can feel the crowd coming too. Mm-hmm. Well, and they've spent a lot of time in the match with using the outside interference with, Anvil coming out first, then Bulldog. Yeah. Like that's been the focus of the match. Like, so you're probably right about they're trying to build up that feud really with Anvil and Brett here still, versus Owen and Brett. <laughs> so that feels like it just doesn't work. I, I think it, in retrospect, but I feel like people at the time in '94 was like they remember Anvil as his tag team partner. You didn't yeah. know he was that bad, but I mean the drugs and the the beers and the the gut <laughs> doesn't help him out going forward, right? He's just not a you never could get there. He's just better as the muscle for Owen. Like he's not right, a yeah. top heel contender. Yeah. He just never was. Like, so you can still do the gimmick where he's in Owen's ear. Like that's fine, but you don't have to make him the main guy. He can just be like the mouth, like the Jimmy Hart for him. You know, like yeah, Bobby was in his no chance. Ears, he wasn't you know. every world champion. Yeah, it's just you know, it's fine if you want to Brett beat him to pay everything off, but. Like, I don't think they should transition yeah. off of Owen to set Anvil up as, like, the next guy. Like, I think we're lucky Backlund popped when he did. Like, if in, if in your houses were a thing here a year earlier, they I could I could see them having it in your house, you know, pay-per-view. Yeah. Event. Or the tag oh, that yeah. Tim mentioned. You yeah. might have got the Brett Bulldog. Probably Owen both, Anvil honestly. Tag. Yeah. Two, three months. I, I, I wonder if that was even uh, – I haven't looked at the reservers yet, but I wonder if that was even brought up as maybe the original idea for Survivor Series. Did they I run it at what... so Maybe they didn't like it? They definitely ran. They definitely ran Brett Anvil because they ran it in Providence in October. I think they were running the tag a little bit too. They did the tag on Raw. I think it's in October or November. But yeah, I mean, Tim, they definitely could have had that in mind at some point. I mean, Backlund snaps in July though, so like they might have been on that early. Yeah, you know, true. Yeah, I, yeah, it's hard. I just wonder. I haven't read the reservers yet. I'll get to it when we get around to it. But it'll be interesting to see like if it starts going that way and then quickly flips to Backlund. Well, because Backlund's not. Backlund's not even at SummerSlam. Like, it's kind of, you know, one right. of those weird things. I mean, it's some well, of the they, wrap, of... They, they really ramp him up in the fall. Like, right. Oh, yeah. It, it's similar to Austin in 96. It's like just he gets hot thing. in yep. June, and then they kind of just park him until after SummerSlam and then go all in. Yeah. And that's kind of what they do with Backlund. Like, right after SummerSlam is when he starts attacking everyone on Raw and being crazy and, you know, sends Doink right. packing. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, same thing. I was gonna say the same thing. Stone Cold's not even on SummerSlam. Like, it's just a weird decision. I, I, I kind of have right now where we are in New Gen Admission. It's also weird. Diesel gets ramped up even for the IC title mm-hmm. because he's not at Mania. Like, he doesn't fight right. anyone at Mania, and all of a sudden he jumps the queue to to beat Razor for the title. It's you know weird well, sometimes. He's in the corner of Sean, the, the biggest one of the biggest matches. Yeah, yeah he's active enough in it. That um, that was all. Like, I was at a house show before the week or the day before that match aired. Um, so he had already won it at the taping. The house show was Friday night and superstars was the, the match the next day. They came out it with the belt and they announced him as a new champion. And we were like, what not? So it spoiled us for superstars, but um, it was a really cool moment. Like the week the moment, though. yeah. 
He's like, a new intercontinental champion. We're like, oh my God. No way. Yeah. Yeah. They like stre- so they really stretched themselves. This is the third segment of this match here. That's pretty oh, cool. yeah. They were going all in on making this like a must see show. But that's the theme we're seeing, right? Like, they're really good at Ryan at these premieres. Like, I feel like we're rating them all pretty strong because as premieres, they go all in. Like, they don't waste a yeah, premiere. Yeah, it's kind of the idea we had just to see what. Oh, good kick out, man. And, and again, putting Vince in the booth. I'm curious how long he stays. I'm guessing he's there for the click match still, but. How long can he stand Todd Pettengill is more of the question. Yeah. yeah, like, and who does he, I mean, I'm sure he hands it off fairly quick to. PSAs maybe? Gorilla or. Yeah, well, Doc definitely. I, actually, yeah, I think it is Doc, Todd, and, yeah. Todd and Doc for a bit. But Doc doesn't come in until after Mania, I think. So I don't know if Vince does it that whole time. I, Jim Ross, maybe. Or is he, he's in and out right now at this oh time. Oh my god! Can you imagine Jim Ross and Todd Patton Gale? I can't. I wish we had the full Jim list. Ross right away. Yeah, this is says hosted by Todd Pingle and Doc Hendricks. Originally, show comprised of matches with top talent. By the end of '95, Action Zone became a Sunday morning highlight show. That's at the end of '95, you said. That's when they say it stops becoming like matches. I know that's when they go in the studio with, like I said, DiBiase and like Stan Lane or whatever in the studio or Todd. Killer rope bump there. Crowd's going nuts for this too. Like you said, with the Brett match, it built up. There you go. Boom. Three and three quarters. Yeah, that was really good. I think it holds up to its rumors and legacy and thoughts. I I was Um, watching the match more than talking to Slopka. Sorry, Timmy. That's all right. That's okay. (laughs) Bret Hart, man. That's, That's my guy, so... I, I, I mean, it's it's the third best of the three, right? But it's, yeah, it's fine. Right. Like a Sunday morning action zone still busting three and a half, you know? Yeah. And they're building the story of, An- I mean, I think they're definitely going that way of Anvil, Bulldog, like being more involved. Because yeah. the, you know, the cage match at SummerSlam, they're not as involved. Like this is clearly a setting right. up a tag match, like the way they position it at least. So out of the three, I would go WrestleMania, then I would go SummerSlam, and then I would yeah. go this. SummerSlam's pretty overrated let's be real classic brett pose there to the crowd <laughs> hold the belt crowd's still going nuts for him so he won over the crowd like you mentioned it's kind of quiet for a little bit but they're going nuts still with his victory i mean it's a treat yeah, of a match think- to get you know as soon as oh, well, yeah. they were smart because when they came especially back especially like you mentioned when they came back from the second break Owen had a lot of urgency. He was running to the top rope. And then since then, they were they were on cooking. The mid- early match, they were feeling themselves. In the middle of the commercial, they were getting the psychology, breaking down the limbs, going telling the story to get to the end of the match. So, classic TV match. There we go. He's calling out Backlund. Okay. He just said a Backlund, if you want a shot, you get a shot. So, this is setting up. So, this it is... really was a transition from Owen to Backlund yep. here. This is yep. it. So I guess the anvil idea or whatever was already cooked by this point. And this was taped. I just looked at it. The t- September 28th. Oh, wow. So I'm pretty sure that's the taping. Yeah, you said White Plains, right? Yeah. Right? White Plains, New York. Yeah, that's that's this. Yeah. So at least two months out, they thought. They knew Backlund. There he is. Oh, there he is. Charlie Min. How, how long does he last? He's not there long. I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, he would be a trivia question for sure. Here we go. Some classic Becklin. Bret Hart is quagmired. Oh, God. 
JP's guy right there, Black Backlund, ninety-four oh, Backlund. Ah, gross. Ninety-three Backlund's worse. 94. Yeah, ninety-four. Yeah, it's rough. Ninety-four Backlund's great. Yeah, the crease. Once he snaps, he hasn't snapped yet. I know. No, that's that. No, that's these. No, he didn't snap here. My bad. I'm thinking New Gen. He's, yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. I'm sorry. New Gen. Yeah, ninety-three, ninety-four. He's terrible. He's so yeah. I haven't. So I guess I was wrong earlier because I thought right out of the gate this was like a sports center show. They must retool. Maybe that's that 95 change it's talking about where it retools. I know at some point it's like Todd. I think it's Todd and Doc at like a sports center desk. Yep. And they do like the highlights. Highlight, but it's like it's like sports center. They have it up in the box behind them and they're showing yeah. highlights like in a sports. So maybe that's the reboot that they do a year later. So maybe until then it is matches. Right. Or maybe it's his first taping. Because these matches, I'm just looking, these are all from the same taping. So I wonder no, if I think just... it would make sense. It must yeah. be whatever that said in Wiki, where it says, um, actually, it becomes a Sunday morning highlight show at the end of 95. So that must be when it changes. Yeah. How dare you guys talk to Jimmy Jolway's Gigolo dance? He hasn't done it yet. I, don't, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, he already did it. Come on, I man. missed it. Oh, you rewind. Missed it. Everyone rewind. Silence. <laughs> They panned away pretty quick. I was a little yeah. disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. Censored, censored. Yeah, it is. It is Sunday, Saturday <laughs> afternoon, guys. <laughs> it's so funny. It's one of my favorite new gen things that I never appreciated um, growing up. But so there is a there amazing. is a site that has all of 95 action zone results listed. Um, yeah, it looks like by the end they're doing different stuff. They have the roster report. I remember that now. Like he would pop in. Okay. So I think this is when it changes. I think it's like September 95, a year. Oh, they start doing highlights. They get the Ross report. Um, can we talk? And like that's like a bunch of people giving thoughts on stuff. They show some matches. They have a couple of um, feature matches here and there too. But yeah, it looks like September. I, so, so I think we get this set up for a year and then it changes. Okay. I remember being like, again, when this they announced this, like I was so psyched. And then I remember it switching off of like, I don't know, I was a dumb kid. I probably thought this was live, but like I remember when they started switching off to like highlights, I was like, man, that sucks. Like this show was cool because you got fresh matches, it felt like. Right. Like I already had you already had Mania doing the recaps. Like, you know what I mean? Like this was a supposed to be fresh. Do they so. have do they have Mania and this doing recaps at the same time in ninety five? Yeah, Mania is there until early ninety six when Livewire replaces it. Yeah. So they probably transitioned for this for a few months or whatever, and then they went to the yeah. uh, was Livewire live? Or, yeah, it was yeah, Livewire's live. Ninety five is when Stephanie Wyan shows up, and they try and refresh Mania a bit because like Savage is with Pettengill for a lot ninety three into ninety four, and then and then Stephanie Wyan shows up and yeah. she's with Todd. The short soccer hair ball. Yep. yep, but it's still very canned, right? It's still in there. Yeah, like, they're in studio that studio in yeah. the in the control room or whatever. I, I watched Mania pretty religiously. I mean, oh, that was my go-to Saturday morning as a kid. Not ten o'clock Saturday morning. Like that's what's better than that. Yeah, thirteen-year-old sitting home. Yeah. It's the same with me. It was the same. That was my go-to show. And you got clips of it, like of everything. They kind of did a good job of it. But like when this is gonna flip, you don't need another show like that. You have one already. I'm sure. I'm sure this was on USA too, right? Like this. Yeah. This has to be. Yeah. yeah so it's got two two of the same shows on USA. But this one it does have more original matches. Mania always had a Mania yeah. exclusive, which was a match too. Um, I think for me, Superstars aired at eleven, so mm -hmm. I think I went Mania right into Superstars on Saturday mornings. There it Challenge, is. I think, was eleven as well. Superstars might have moved to noon at some point, but a week. A week I know you guys did Wrestling Challenge, but like in Chicago, <laughs> I can never get Wrestling Challenge. Like it was on at like two a.m. Like it was forgotten world. Like. 
Did you yeah, ever get Spotlight? No, never got that. Spotlight was wicked old. We had that. I think it was on the Boston Fox channel because for a while we got both. We'd get Fox 25 and 64. 64 is Providence. Um, and I'm pretty sure like 25 carried Spotlight because I get I got it for like a little bit. And then we lost access to Fox 25. Well, it's pretty long for a squash match. I was about to say, there, these, jo- these jobbers are getting, like, this is not right. I would say there's people born, like, after 1992 right now that are like, what you, Logan is watching this. They're like, what the hell is, why well, you have multiple foxes? And... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't on Disney Plus? Like, completely lost. Yeah, you're in Providence. You're in a weird area. You, you sniff some Boston. You have some of your own stuff and maybe a little New York and Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, we definitely had our own Fox, 100%. And then, like I said, well, then, so we had Fox 25. We had both for a while, definitely over the air, but even on cable. But then it, it split, and, like, Providence and, like, kind of north got the Boston one still, but, like, south didn't. So I didn't have it, but, like, my, my cousin did. Like, you know, that lived, like, 15 minutes away, so. There you go, Timmy. You got your hip thrusted. Yeah. He did it over the jobber once, too. So that was great. Oh, here we go. The feud of the year. Ugh. Kings or Heartbreak Hotel with the Dinks. Yeah, this is this is the introduction introduction of Pink. Yeah, what a big moment. <laughs> what a big. <laughs> where were you, where were you, Ryan? Where were you when this this happened? That realization of what they were doing <laughs> after the first week was like one of the worst progressions ever because Doink has Dink, Lawler brings out Sleazy or whoever, and then the next week Doink brings out. Yeah. Wink, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> like give me eight we're getting six of these dudes, yeah. and it's gonna be a survivor series. Well, it's so funny that like the acting there by uh Diesel, like that's your future world champion in two months, yeah. he's right. playing around with these midgets going between his legs, like ridiculous. Like, save, I don't care, just ruin the king, don't bring the like Michaels and Diesel into that. That was terrible. So, these. This uh, action zone stopped airing in November, and then it picked up and back up in January. So they really? had two, New York, yeah, they had two New York tapings. They had the big match we just watched with the Hearts, and then they did the Click Tag Team, and then they do Yoko versus Mabel in the main event, or maybe the opening match in episode three. Episode four is the King versus Bob Holly, and episode five is Fatu defeating Jeff Jarrett in four minutes, and that's the only match. So they might go to a um, yeah, superstar. Partial, the sports partial. thing starts quicker than I thought. Yeah, it might start quicker than I thought. That's what I frolicked because I remember being like excited early on, and then it just switched to more, less featured matches. I remember. You got Tatanka with the Million Dollar Corporation. See, this early, is what we've talked about in the past too. Like they just didn't go all in enough on the Tatanka turn. Like he yeah. still got the same gear on. Like I we. This was right during the explosion of like the Native American casino stuff blowing up too. Like they could have easily just leaned in on, you know, with the money that DiBiase bought him, he's buying land to sell and like have him out there in the suit more and like change his look. And it would have, I think it would have resonated more as a turn. Instead, he's just like out there doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah it, it's going to be interesting to see because right now he's in a big feud with IRS and like he's just taken out yeah. Chief, IRS took out Chief J. Strombo. It's pretty hot feud. That doesn't and, blow off, I don't think. Because I, I don't, I'll be interested, yeah, to see where that goes. They quickly just pivot to him accusing Luger of selling out, and that's in yeah. like July. Um, and that's it. So the first taping is in White Plains, and the second taping is at the Knickerbocker Arena, same arena as the 1992 Jeez. Royal Rumble. Can you imagine going to the 1992 Royal Rumble, and then two and a half years later, <laughs> you're watching. See, uh, the King versus Bob Holly. Does he have attendance? Does he have attendance for that? <laughs> 
What's the attendance? Like 5,000? That's going to look like desolate, I'm guessing. But it wasn't an action zone taping, right? What did they do as part of oh, Superstars? Oh, probably or Raw, maybe? Yeah, Raw, or Superstars, or Challenge, or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't... I found it. It doesn't have a attendance. No attendance. That's a big arena to do a taping at. At this time, they're they're struggling a little bit. Because Challenge lasts for like another couple of years. Is it? That, I don't think that goes away until Superstars moves out of syndication. Yeah, they might have moved all their syndication stuff off at the same time. Challenge ends in 95. Okay. What a weird transition. August of 95. It's just funny how Ross ends up sweeping everything. They put all their energy into Monday at Raw, which you know it's still going on, so obviously it was worth the investment, but they got swept away with that with that raw feeling, really, that live taping, which is good. Well, not live taping, but that... But this you know, happens with every B-show that they do. Like, they love the idea of being live and capturing the... Like, and then within, like, weeks, they move on from it. It's like it happens with Shotgun, you know, yep. which we're hoping we're going to do at some point. They do, like, six weeks of cool stuff in the nightclub, and then it's just taped before Raw in the arena. Like, it happens with everything that they do with the all these main events. Event. Heat. Oh, yeah, superstars. Like he, well, I think Heat actually has one of the longer runs. Okay. Yeah. I think Heat's actually kind of like its own thing even though it is t- uh, it's still taped before raw pretty quickly but they yeah. do they do some live ones but then it goes to mtv remember they're live at wf new york for a while right yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i was thinking that's what i felt like yeah. it was live and they did it always before the pay-per-views right that was always yeah. the big thing like yeah. i remember watching i think those. he's one of the few that actually yeah. kind of kept smackdown yeah. was now it's the a show yeah now but... i mean more of like the weekend type yeah stuff. They would always start like this. Shock, shotgun was the disappointing one that I yeah I six felt. six weeks or so in the bars looked awesome or eight weeks whatever there is of it and that's what they were going for at that time right yeah. that, that's what they were going for but that's what they were going for right at that ninety seven feel yeah well it was syndicated it was almost like their answer to ECW because yeah. like I think some would air at like one in the morning that's Chicago you know, yep Chicago yeah. was one in the morning or two in the morning super late on Fox. I don't remember if they were all live. You know, Papoose to go. End of the trail, Todd said. The new name. <laughs> yeah, decent name. But but I think at this time the corporation felt fresh. Like Million Dollar Man was going to bring his. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it at the time back then. I don't think it really hits the wall until when it look when it's obvious that Sid's not going to hit. I think is when it starts to fall apart. Yeah, in like mid ninety five. I don't know. There's a, you know, what if, I don't know if it'll be out by the time this is out, but where something like this is covered, like, like, you know, what Luger could have potentially been, right? Like, should he have been the one to turn? Would they have been better off? Yeah. You know, I, th- I think maybe. After the title lock, after not being able to capture the title, there's a, you know, I can see that. Clicking. Him turning to DiBiase would have made more yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, too, because right now, 94, you know, He's supposed to have this big feud with Perfect, and it just goes nowhere. Yeah, and Luger's just aimless. So that I wonder if that's why they threw Tatanka into the feud as well, because Luger had nothing. So interesting to see. All right, this is the Heart Attack tour. I want to see if they. I don't know if the Providence showed already have. I didn't go. My buddy Jim went. They go MSG October. Guarded. But this was that tour that had the Brett Anvil main events. Catholic Youth Center. That's the you show. They go from the garden to a youth center. <laughs> well, that ended up being a problem in the Attitude Era. There's like it's a pretty infamous show. Um, 
I think it happens in '98. They do a show there, and like the crowd ends up being oh, yep. crazy. DX yep. and all they get banned. <laughs> like, yeah, kicked out. They were in there every year. Yeah, yeah. Who do we got? Here's your boy Tim. Some Adam Bomb. Bomb? Oh, you gotta get an Adam Bomb football. Those footballs? Oh, I've, one. I've looked online. I was gonna get JP one. They're just too expensive. The, uh... They're still floating around. He, you can get one signed. It's not like you can you get like a remake one. He sells sells them now. Twenty five dollars. I want the authentic original. You well, it might cost you some prescription pills then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, here we go. This is right there on the the strike strike so uh, the MVP. Yep. Or they lean into these ads. It's just Savage, right? This is going to be... Oh, they're showing this. When does Savage leave? It's going to be right here, right? The next no. week or so? Does he make some Survivor Series or like right before? No, I was, no. I thought it was a week of Survivor Series. series. Okay. Making fun uh, of it I think it's before that. Okay. They're making fun of this because the World Series is supposed to be playing. No, I know, but they're still showing Savage. But I think he's... He the Raw is coming up where Vince gives the, good, the farewell. Yeah. Well, his last pay-per-view is uh, King of the Ring, right? No, he's at SummerSlam. He comes well. He come walks out at SummerSlam. Does nothing. He's the host. All right, here's the raw. It right, doesn't have the date. November seventh is where Vince says conspicuous by his absence is Randy Savage, and he's left wishing the best. So that's two weeks after this. He banged my daughter. <laughs> we believe that folklore, or we want. I want to believe it, anyways. I think it's spicy. Yeah, I don't know. I he really probably did. I don't. I don't know if that's what kept him from ever coming back. I don't know. I feel like Vince has done business with everyone before. Like, is that the line? I know. I know he's mad at Raven for you know taking Shane out partying or whatever. But he brought him back. Who hired Raven? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. <laughs> right, why is Adam Bottom getting worked here? What's going on? Come on, I missed this, this guy. Name. So is this is the are these last two squashes reruns? No, this is all taped for I'm yeah. guessing these first couple tapings they went full card for this show to make it feel yeah. like an exclusive show. Yep. And then it must shift pretty quick to the studio. Because they don't even have the banners. That's how you can kind of tell the uh switching, like it's just the WWF banner versus like the wrestling challenge banner where you know mm -hmm. they're just like switching it in between. Or if it's or if it's they want to put on another show, they darken it out. Darken, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, they just tape these extras at the superstars taping or whatever. Yeah, yeah, throw them out the end or yeah. reorganize the thing, the things. But you know, bomb. This, guy, this right guy's now. like a very mid nineties jobber. Yeah. Stringy long hair, half mullet, not committed to the mullet. Kind of looks like Landon right now. Rough outfit. Yeah, that's not a great singlet. So Bomb turned face not too long before this. I think it's like June, May or June he turns. They have a tag, and Quang blows the mist in his eyes. And uh, they end up fighting. They have a little mini feud, the two of them. And then he just, again, it just, they never, you guys talk about it endlessly on yeah. New Gen, but it's like stays the same all the way till he leaves. Like, he literally never has a feud. <laughs> I mean, I, he's going to be one of the guys that's there the longest that never has a feud. Yeah, it's a possible, yeah. And I think he's going to be in the main event. Uh, well, depends on you, Survivor Series, right? The Luger, I don't know if you called it the main event, but the Luger match. Right. He's in that team, but I think he's feuding with nobody. He's just the random guy thrown in there. He's there yeah. for a little over two years. I think it's like all, like whatever he showed up, Jul 
July 93 or whatever. June, July 93. Yeah, June. It might even be May when he first did the vignettes. And, like, he leaves, I think, in, like, June 95. He loses it, you know, in your house one to Mabel. Mabel, yep. Postcard filler that they don't want to commit to. Fun for the crowd. You think at least one feud. Like, he has a little thing with Quang, and that's it. He can't have that weird thing with Bigelow that you guys talked like where he team with Bigelow and then they kind of fought or whatever. But that was just Survivor Series. Like, that, it's just so weird. You know, even give him like Gilbert or something for a feud. <laughs> Wayne Gill. That had to be someone they could have stuck him with. Here you go. Razor Yoko on. Is this on Raw? Next week? What is this? I see, no, I don't think it's next wow. week. It's on Raw. Yeah. I see title. Well, that's. <laughs> Where are we at on Todd? Pro? Oh, love him. Oh, yeah. I'm pro Todd. Yeah. He's a great hype he's man. Great. Well, he brought, I, 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 he brings the enthusiasm. I mean, I think that's what is missing from we have like right now in New Gen, Stan Lane and Jim Ross, and I like Jim Ross, but at the time he just doesn't bring the excitement like Todd no, Pettigold no. does. Like he wants you to buy that pay per view. Like, yeah, he was a great pitch man. Yeah, he was a radio guy. I mean, he knew what he's doing. So I wish he's like guys like I wish they would just bring him back. I know he's done a few things with them, like the in your house and the yeah thing. But you're telling me they couldn't use him like. On TV, like on SmackDown for like interviews or whatever, he'd be great. Oh, they could have used them. The, the mid two thousands would have been huge, mm-hmm. you know. Slop, here's your job, boy. I love him. Should have worn my IRS shirt, but the question is, which one? You know. I was, I was just gonna say, like six of them. We They're already starting the feud with Taker here. Like, we're not. I mean, they don't fight till the Rumble. He's already starting to call them out. Well, he attacks them at Survivor Series, but and steals the urn. Not real good quality here on this YouTube feed. No, <laughs> it's not. I don't know if it's, it's someone's tape that's sat in a closet. Yeah, it's below standard def. I think. Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, probably flood damaged. Four eighty, four eighty p, whatever they use. Well, they actually brought Taker off of the show. So yeah, they definitely loaded this oh, yeah. up. So they were like, I'm sure the hype building up was Brett versus Owen, Owen's last title shot, Undertaker in action. That had to be the yeah. two things they they pimped. Bookend it. Yep. And yeah, because this is rare. rare. Rare to have a syndicate. Well, not syndicated, but the weekend shows. Mm-hmm. Taker's never on them. Right. Like as a match, he's after his like early run in '91. He's never like '92. He's rarely on. Like he just is not. He was a protected guy from the weekend shows. I'm really, yeah. cu- uh, really curious what this did for rating. If that was even tracked back then or cared about. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure somewhere. I'm sure, the reserver has it. I say, yeah, uh, Meltzer probably has it. Meltzer found. I mean. But what did they do with the key demo, guys? I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you all the demo. By the, I'll get the key you demo for the 9 to 13? <laughs> Tim Slomka, that's that's a key demo. Was he happy? 9 to 13-year-old. What was a good lead-in? Was Big Bang Theory a lead-in? I think Sonny hosted Action Zone for a bit, too, in 96. I really thought it was Livewire. Livewire. No, well, she definitely does Livewire. But yeah, I feel Live like Wire. she does Action Zone, too. He's back. Maybe she did it t- leading to Livewire. Could have been. Livewire. Yeah, Livewire is definitely her. Is it Vince? Vince, right? Again, Vin- Shotgun yeah, Vince, Vince starts. Livewire Vince starts. TNT Vince starts. Like, he always begins and then he passes off. But, yeah, Livewire, it was him, Sonny, and Vic Venom. Vic. I was trying to think of Russo's fake name. Yeah. Vic Venom. I think Ross did some of them, too, but. You always believe that rumor that of uh, the '97 Royal Rumble, Vic Venom 
spoiling Bret Hart winning and then they changed it. Do you think, do you believe that? No, it's a fun rumor. It just feels like a little much. I feel like it's the same job or every match with different gear for this show. <laughs> they look the same. This is also the era of the ridiculous size urn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I came back at SummerSlam with that. It's, it's so stupid. No light. It's so stupid. Well, that that one's okay, but after the fact to still carry around, it's like it doesn't last too long though, right? Because IRS steals it, then Kama gets it, and then Kama, well, Kama gets it the Mania. Yeah, so and last then he, burns it, he melted yeah. into the chain. Melts so the I don't chain. think this will last too long. Guys, I was I gotta I was never an Undertaker guy as a kid. I could give two shits. I liked him. I liked him as a heel. I remember actually being pretty surprised when they turned him in 92. Because I remember they turned him and Earthquake at the same time. And that seemed like two big heels to like go to the face side, at like literally within like weeks of each other. I just always thought it was hokey. Oh. Of course, I've come to respect him. And looking back, it's fine. But in, in his later years, he gets, you know, he's, he's awesome. But uh, yeah, it was, for me, it was just never for me. Did I you guess. see him live as a kid? Uh, like at Raws and stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, like not as like as, like as in the as arena as live. As like like so like I saw him in like '91 or '92, whatever, and it was like oh shit, like it felt it's a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, I, like saw, I him saw him in I saw him and Sid, and he was a heel and Sid was a face. So I think it was like late '91, and it was like I remember like kids just being like shook in the crowd, like watching him come out. The music, the aura, I get it, but. Still, all right. Yeah, I, I I think once his music, once the lights went off, that was like a changing of a big moment yeah, for yeah. like the spectacle of being in the arena. Yeah, like I remember '95, like that just being the biggest deal. I, right, I can't okay. find. I found the Action Zone next week's ratings two point one. This probably was so a pretty, little bit more, is my guess. A little bit more because then they say Mania that same weekend did a one point nine, and that was Mania's all time high. So well, they didn't even. They didn't even advertise the click tag yet. So, yeah. you know. But so that's, I mean, it just shows you a 2.9 or 1.9 is their all time high for Mania. And the second week of this got 2.1. They must have thought really good off of this, the, at right. least the first round. All right. Well, Taker's crushing this guy. Let's do a quick, uh, some awards. So the show is a whole lot of a 10, not as a pilot, just as a show. Just as a show, 5.5. Nah, six. six. I'll go six. You got Taker, you had Brett Owen, a couple squashes, and moved along. Pound. Yeah. Oh, and you had Brett accepting the challenge for Backlund, which is a big yeah. moment. It has what do you got, Tim? Out of ten. Oh, sorry, six. Okay, I'll go six. How about as a pilot? I think it's pretty high as a pilot. Six point five seven. I'm, I'll go. I'll go full seven on that. I was leaning toward an eight as a pilot. I mean, you get Brett Owen, like a fifteen-minute match for the title, Undertaker mm-hmm. squash. Like we just said, you don't see. You got Backlund accepting. Like. You got Vince in the booth. They came like strong out of the gate. Oh, maybe seven and a half. I'll go seven and a half. I'll go eight. It has a live type feel to it too, for different than what it had been. So I think, I think eight's good. Yeah. MVP. Seven, I'll uh, go Brett. Yep, Brett. I'm with you there. Well, Jimmy Del Rey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll go. Brett. He was excellent in that match. Yeah, LVP. Brett. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the guy Adam Bomb beat. Schlub. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go at a Bob. Yeah, he didn't have a great show. Either. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, Adam Bomb for me too. Okay. Best segment or match? I, I mean, it's Brett Owen, obviously. Oh. And then, what's the most October '94 part of this show? Jimmy Del Rey. 
I'm gonna go Charlie Min. Yeah, Since Charlie I think Min. it's literally the only time he's ever around. Yeah, this is this is his one and done. Uh, what was the uh, hype man's name? I'll go him actually. I'm gonna Charlie Min. Him. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Min. Min. Oh, there you go. Boom. So forgettable. Yes. All right. So they're, they're wrapping up. So we're gonna wrap up. Be sure to check out everything we have here at the North South Connection. Subscribe on the YouTube channel if you haven't yet. You can leave us a like and a comment. We appreciate you checking us out. We're here, Ryan, every, whatever, two to three weeks or so on the adventure. Whenever we feel like popping one out, we'll do it. Uh, we're going to continue through the season. Our goal is to do 10 episodes of premieres, and then we'll switch to something else eventually. So um, every other Tuesday, check out New Gen on a Mission with Tim and Justin Pratt. Uh, that's on any audio podcast application. Search North South Connection and follow us on social media as well. As Charlie Min wraps us up, we're going to go ahead and close things out. Here we go. Now they're hyping it. So next yep. Sunday, Razor Ramon and 123Kid versus Shawn Michaels and Diesel. I'm probably going to watch that as I go to sleep tonight, honestly. I like Charlie Min in the ring with Undertaker, like behind yeah. him, hyping the freaking show. Number one hype man. Number one hype man. All right. Charlie Min out. We're out. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for watching. Mama, when you got